Hi guys, I had a blast recording this. I hope you have a blast listening to it too. Plug in. So every morning these days, my mom comes over over to my room for <clears throat> excuse me. My mom comes over to my room for um, updates on Ronnie's rampage, Ronnie's day out basically in Nigeria, right? So this morning she comes to my room for her regular update, and I tell her, okay, there are fifty-one new confirmed cases, and there are thirty-two in Lagos. Uh, there are two in Abuja, and she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. So this lockdown is never going to end anytime soon. So I reckon, like, my mom is even tired of our asses, my brother and I's asses being at home. But then when I told her that um, the death had increased to 17, but then about midnight, we found out that the news broke that Abakiari was dead. Her first reaction was, okay. Oh yeah, uh, Abakiari is also dead. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. In my head, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, how can you be celebrating someone's death like that? But then I now remember. I remember. I, I was. I was. I was still very little. But I remember the day Abacha died. I remember how my mom was was dancing and all that. So when I told her Carrie was there, she was she was hallelujah, hallelujah, let her go and do Thanksgiving. I'm like, so like one tiny corner of my head was, where is the empathy? Someone is dead. But then I also get um I get that unfortunately that is the first reaction a lot of Nigerians have or had when they heard about Kiari's death. And then I remember a tweet I saw that the well one of the problems a lot of bad leadership in Nigeria has or causes is even if you have been doing good or even if you set out to do good more often than not the was what I can't remember the movie the evil you've done is enough yeah but the more often than not they I don't know like like I didn't even know who Abakari was until. When, until he was confirmed to have tested positive, then I was like, who the fuck's Abakiari? Because me and politics are, like, are not even, like I have no, not that I have no clue, but, and I wouldn't say I'm not interested because it affects me directly, the, the laws they pass and all that. But then the individual, the individual, like the minister of this or the minister of that, I, I, I do not know who they are and I do not give a rat's ass. I think I reckon that no, I don't reckon. I think the only people that I actually do choose to remember or that my brain keeps are those people who have made an impact positively or negatively. And it's weird because I never actually knew. Apparently, Kerry was the one who was whispering in Buhari's ears not to close the borders or some shit. Anyways, so like for the people who are hurting by his death as his family and all that condolences but I will not pretend to I will not pretend to be hurt or 
be less ecstatic than I am because I see there's a theory I tell my friends. I've been I've been saying this thing for like three years now or like four years that personally you like I yes change is coming slowly sad slowly but surely we are stretch the country is getting better ish but you have to be very you have to be you have to like squint to see the progress but I tell my friends you can see the truth is I think for the country to move forward everybody above 55 no okay everybody above 60 should die like this and I, and I know yes a lot of good people would die too my parents would die yes but then like I, I like so I, like I explained to my friends it's very simple right all these guys live in Nigeria yes even if they're not as inaccessible as you think we just put the word out on social media we put the word out on Twitter on Facebook on every social media send I mean we're masters in sending whatsapp broadcast right send a broadcast let the, these people have drivers they have cooks they have people when their plumbing goes bad they call a plumber you know so we just send a broadcast to all these people that have, have access to these like higher-ups here we just pick a day we pick our new independence day like a purge we just kill everybody that is 60 and above as a nation and we agree and never speak about it again like that is hard reset so i mean from 59 downwards we have enough bad people that will still go to jail we have enough corrupt people for the world because for light to shine there has to be darkness first first of all so we have enough bad people even up until our generation that would serve that would fill in the the holes that the dead people once occupied but like again there's just a lot of disgusting mentality and things that because the truth is these people yeah they weren't given power they took it uh why am i talking about politics so there's a oh lord no, no 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 so yes i'm just saying that one like a tiny dark corner of my mind still thinks for this country to actually move forward we we just need to be ready to take it so we just agree that okay listen on the october 1st is our independence and i would just agree for example october 1st let all of us plan, let's just be sure that we kill everyone that is above 60 good bad so we just close eye kill everybody that's above 60 right and then we just start again as a nation, I mean, the UN, EU, all those bodies, they can't intervene if we all agreed as a nation. It's just something we would never, not that we would never speak about it. It would just be like the purge, the day we were reborn like a phoenix or some shit, put in our history. But yeah, I need to die the politics before I say something that is very inaccurate and then somebody comes to try and arrest me or some shit. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> wow back to my mom so yeah my mom that was my mom's reaction when she heard of abakiari's death and i wanted to laugh but then i remember that i was pissed well i wouldn't say pissed but i was irked at my mom this morning because okay so um yesterday i don't know there was something in the air maybe because it was friday i have no clue but then i was ridiculously horny like made no sense gosh you know anyways so i was stupidly horny and then it was about midnight and you know midnight is a fapping hour now so 
and then thankfully I have wonderful people in my life and I have the best listeners out there because you know a couple of people actually you know I remember that at the end of in nudist takes on traps which is the season finale of season one i said send me nudes because i appreciate aesthetically pleasing media right so a couple of people have actually sent me news and so yes it was just perfect notes it was about midnight no no it wasn't about midnight it was past midnight it was almost 1 a.m and like it's the fapping hour so i was going so Again, because I had received aesthetically pleasing media, I guess it just added to my horniness too. So yeah, all right, let's go to blast sex videos or some shit. Let's let's rub one out real quick. Cause again, because I'm back home with my parents, normally I would just smoke an indica strain. I'll probably smoke some Big Buddha Kush or I'll probably smoke like Loud Dreams. Oof, yes, I'll just I'll pick an indica to smoke. That'll make me fall asleep. But because I'm home and I'm trying to respect my parents' house as much as I can, I didn't see a need to smoke or I didn't smoke. So, you know, oh, you know, next best sleep inducers are orgasms. So I was going to rub one out. So it's like 1 a.m. and I want to rub one out. Then my stupid duchess of a creature decides at that moment to howl. And I know my mom. If my mom hears, my mom, she's a beautiful creature, but sometimes she stresses me. So she has a belief, or her belief is that whenever Duchess howls like that, because dogs are rumored to be able to see things that humans cannot, she feels like whenever Duchess howls, she has probably seen an evil. She sorry, Duchess is she? She has probably seen an evil spirit or some shit. And unfortunately, like earlier in the night like around nine or ten or something a stray cat had come into the compound and duchess had fought her or chased her away and you know how nigerian people are when it comes to cats oh is a witch or some shit so immediately duchess howled i knew my mom was going to come downstairs and if she came downstairs there's no way she wouldn't check my room to say something so i i don't want my mom walking in on me fapping so i'm like no what fuck it i'm just going to bed right so i'm lying on my bed looking for the perfect position shuffling the pillow and all that then my mom comes down she opens the door and says ah kv did you hear duchess howl i said yes what are you doing i said i'm trying to fall asleep next thing um uh, this woman just started praying uh, she's she, she speaking she's praying yoruba i'm praying english now see ah uh, because again um spiritually i think 12 to 3 are like peak hours or like yeah, I don't know they're sensitive hours or something so like I said it was about one o'clock it was almost two at this point so my mom just starts praying uh, that any evil spirit that I'm trying to make KV sleep a sleep of death or like in my head I'm like woman I just want to sleep can you go and then she now comes to whilst I'm trying to steal like so now at this point I put the pillow on top of my head like woman just go and then she now comes remove the pillows now screams out I'm like hey god what nonsense is this because i i don't care no i don't care about your your spiritual uh whatchamacallit your spiritual beliefs or whatever right now right now i'm just trying to sleep and i can't bust it not because uh, so woman just go so because i was irked at her i wasn't even interested in 
in whatever she was doing. So when she had said the Abakiari thing and said hallelujah, because I remembered I was pissed at her, I didn't laugh out loud. So I think she reckoned that she, I was still pissed off at her. So she now says, okay, she's sorry, that, but you know that so she now goes back to tell me how Duchess must have seen a spirit. And so I had to pray. And it's weird because you, you're never, you never go to bed before like 3 a.m. And in my head, I'm like, woman, the only reason why I'm up until 3 a.m. is because all I do is sleep all day anyways. So what's the point of going to bed early? But this woman had interpreted it to mean maybe I'm staying up. I'm trying to stay up past the dangerous witching hours or whatever. So that I, I can make it like, this woman stressed. But she's an amazing creature, my mother. She is. Um, two very interesting things have happened since the lockdown began. Okay, so I remember the first one, like sometime last week. I, you guys remember I mentioned in daddy alert how i was trying to curb my cigarette intake right so i was buying few i had gotten to the point where i was legit buying 15 hours per day i think i mentioned this already anyways so my mom had one the first thing that happened was she so and i used to go on my so two times 15 hours gives me two sticks of the brand i smoke Right, so I smoke a stick of cigarettes in the morning right after I wake up because it's a wonderful laxative. It just helps me flush my. So I wake up, I drink water, I take ogi concussion because my mom believes that it's going to heal my ulcer. Then I go for a walk where I smoke a stick of cigarettes, and then I just take a dump, shower, start my day. Right. So and then I take the I burn the other stick in the evenings or at night just before like my last joint before i come back home and i call it a day for smoking yeah but then she she had been hearing the news of the unrest in lagos and all those so she, she had been she was starting to worry for me so she walked up to me one evening and she was like kv i know it's not my business so but how much is a pack of cigarettes buy it and then be smoking it in the compound that i'm not comfortable with you going out in the evenings at these days evenings the evenings are not safe basically like even though where you are is relatively safe you never can tell and it was very sweet and i had at that point to explain to her that say mommy it's not that unfortunately because she's like buy a pack if you want to smoke just make just smoke in front of the house you know so i explained to her that but i appreciate it right but it's not because i can't buy a pack it's because i don't want to buy a pack because i'm trying to cut down on my cigarette intake so she was like oh okay Uh, can you try and make sure that when you're going for your walks in the evening you go earlier because i go on my walk between I, i i don't miss 420 you know so um I go for my walk, I burn it, I burn half a took at 420, then just stroll around the estate a little bit, stretch a little bit, and then come back home. So she was like, Can you try going for your walks earlier? It's like, Bobby, I can't go earlier because earlier there's sun, you know. So she, she said, Okay. That was the first interest well, that's one interesting thing that happened. The second interesting thing that happened, my mom and I had a talk. Now, before I go into details of that talk, I need to read... I had mentioned in the last episode that this had to do with a particular 
article that I wrote a couple of years ago, five years ago, not, not a couple, because I found out that a couple literally means two. So if you say a couple of days ago, it literally means, or it should literally mean two days ago. So not a couple of days, not a couple of years ago, I wrote this article five years ago. Um, and I am going to read it because I may probably have people listening to me that first of all had no idea I am a writer or for those who have never read the article I have never read this article out loud before and I'm kind of sort of nervous to be honest which is weird um but basically the article was posted again I mentioned before shout out to the naked convos they were the ones who helped me break into the literary world and it's interesting why, why why have i had an affiliation with nudity the naked convo is now i'm doing naked and baked well i'm a nudist so it, it doesn't really matter okay article <clears throat> once upon a time when I was a Greek god Atlas, and I ruled Olympus, not Zeus, I was at peace. You were my Hera, and I would gladly leave the pillars that stopped the heavens from crushing the earth to be by your side because you were my heaven and my world. I lived for me, but my life had meaning because you were there to share with me. Every good time lasted an eternity, and every bad time was gone in a blink. We lived a life that even people that are married might have been jealous of. From our first date at ICM to the time you fell asleep in my arms every night and I was privileged to watch you dress up in the mornings as you prepared for work. For the record, you look stunning when you dress corporately. I remember that you come back to bed and lie with me for a while just because leaving me was the hardest decision you had to make that day. I remember because on some days, you ended up not going to work and would spend the day watching movies, telling each other the silliest stories and actually working from home. We would send in the completed work via email and get feedback saying it was well done. We knew then that that was something else unique we had. We were an amazing team. We braced every storm together. You were my anchor during that period with my parents and I would come over to your office to cheer you up when you were having a shitty day. I remember our first kiss. Thank God for truth or dare. I remember how our minute was a lot longer than usual. I remember the stolen kiss by the kitchen door frame. I remember slow dancing with you and the kiss that followed. Your knees buckled and I forgot how to breathe. Every time we kissed, it was magical. Every single time. Remember when your brother and I teamed up and surprised you with a visit? I remember because you blushed a red that rivaled the color of sweater you had on and you just wouldn't stop smiling. Remember the time when you cried in my arms when your iPod fell and you feared the screen was broken? I remember because I still have the mascara stain on the white shirt. Remember the anniversary at the arcade? I still have the extra token we didn't use. Remember the 21 birthday gifts? 
I use the watch, wallet, and belt every day. Remember, I remember it all. You showed me a love that is so beautiful, it scares me. But life wouldn't let us be soulmates in peace. It demanded its gratuity for discovering the fountain of love. It was angry, no, jealous, that we could fast and pray together, go for vigils, and genuinely enjoy being in God's presence together. So it sent Gaia, the Titan, who also happens to be my mother, our way. Fast forward three months after you decided to focus on you because sticking with me was too uncertain because of the curveball life threw at us. I'm still here, missing you like the sun misses a flower and dying slowly every time I see you on my timeline and I can't say a word. Do you know you're still the first person I want to call when something amazing happens? And it's your eyes I want to look into when I need reassurance that things will be alright. I miss your lips. I miss hearing you say, hey baby. I miss watching you fight the blush when I tell you how beautiful you are. I miss my manicure and facial inspections. I miss the feel of your fingers between mine. I miss feeling slightly jealous when your eyes light up when you see something exciting that wasn't me. I miss grabbing your hand to show that you're mine when the guys are drooling at you because of those blue sweatpants or the Aztec print ones. I miss the feeling of elation when you hover jealously when some other babe has my attention. I miss you and I need you. That's why when you DM'd me last night and said you can't even be friends with me because it's not safe and because you're not over me yet, I died again. Impossible, because I've been dead since July 19th. So when you said you can try to be friends only if I promise never to mention our past, I dived in like a man dying in the desert who just saw an oasis. I need you in my life, friend or girlfriend. It doesn't matter right now, as long as you're in it. It might seem like a foolish decision to some, but if they understood the pain I lived in without you, it might be enlightening to them. You might choose to leave me again tomorrow when being just friends with me is too hard and I'll die again, but it's a gamble I'm willing to take. I have to take that chance. I fear I have set myself up for the kind of pain you only read about in novels. The kind you see in movies that make you thankful that it's just a movie because God himself must sin to allow that kind of pain to exist in this world. And God doesn't like sin. He allows for such to exist so that the leap of faith you, you take when you choose to love someone is all the more exhilarating if you fly. I love you and I am in love with all that you are. You already know this. But I still like to remind you. So if this is the last time I can tell you those three words, as you read them, close your eyes and hear me say them to you. After now, they would be disguised, but don't be fooled. Every time I say, how are you? How was your day? I'm bored. Or any other phrase that is a combination of the 26 alphabets, know that I am saying it again. I love you. 
That's why I have grabbed the chance to be friends with you. I need you. It's that simple. So cheers to our friendship. Cheers to a new beginning. So, how are you? That's how friends act, right? Your new friend, me. Whew. That's actually a long read, first of all. <sighs> Give me a second. So yeah, I wrote the article five years ago. It was the article about my breakup. Um, and up until, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say, at that point, predominantly, my truth was my mom was the reason that relationship ended, right? So anyways, fast forward into 2020. The second thing that happened that has been very interesting with my mom is so one evening i'm coming I, i'm legit coming back from my evening talk i'm high as fuck and then she calls me she's like i'm walking in so i go wash my hands usually what happens when i'm done smoking because again i know that i'm in my parents house and i just can't be reeking of smoke maybe i'm done smoking i would go take a shower so i take a shower and then before I before I'm done taking the shower, she t- comes and tells to me. Uh, she comes and tells me that I should that she wants to talk to me. I'm like, alright, sure, no problem. So I come out of the bathroom, towel, towel, tie, feeling like a fine boy, sit down, and then she t- first she now takes so I. Again, I, I know my mom. I can tell from like her body language, the direction with which a conversation is about to go. So she first takes this, she has this look on her face and I'm doing, she's sad, she's like, and she's, so she starts with, Kevin, I'm only telling you this because I just wanted to get it out for my own conscious sake, that I just want to air it out because it's been bothering me for a while. I'm like, okay. And then she goes, I know you think, and I know you say that the reason why you and Hera aren't married is because of me. So she goes ahead to, um, so she says, like, she, she gives an example saying her brother told her not to, her brother gave her conditions, her other brother gave her conditions before marrying my dad, her parents gave her conditions before marrying my dad she didn't not not all of those conditions were met and she still went ahead to marry my dad yeah and then she says how as much as they advised her or they told her what to do or what not to do she is the one dealing with the consequences of those actions so like why would she ever tell me who and who not to marry that she is in no place to tell me who to marry that if i come and say mommy this is the girl i want to marry she's like okay that she's she, she knows i am old and mature enough to make that call on my own but that she just wants me to understand that even though she did that because she says all she did was express her feelings my mother has a beautiful way of recreating scenarios in her head to suit her agenda but again she's a lovely creature um so she basically says that 
if she's going to take the blame, which she isn't by the way she has started the conversation, um, that now she has the confidence that if I say I want to go marry Hera, that, you know, it's fine. But five years ago, she felt that I was too young and too inexperienced to know that I had found my wife. And at the end of the day, yeah, it was... I'm not going to lie. I'm coming back high as fuck. I was listening to me, whatever album I was listening to. You know, I was feeling good. I just taking a shower. To start hearing this, it irritated me. I'm not going to lie. But then I remember that she said that she just wanted to say it for her conscious sake. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to reply because again she says she's doing it for herself she just needs to air it out so let me let her air it out because it never made sense to me why she got the impression that i had said this is the girl i was going to marry okay so that i i I am the one that was in the relationship like ex and i were the ones in the relationship and we know yes we had our plans for forever ever after and all that shit right but then isn't that how everybody in love feels? I introduced you to my girlfriend and you, I don't know, you just saw the love and you're like, no, as is because she's she her, her truth is she is certain that at that point I had made my choice and I had said this is the girl I'm spending the rest of my life with, which weirdly my own truth at that point too was this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with but again isn't part of the wisdom of elders be to know that unfortunately you never you're never you never end up with your first love you should just know this are just people in relationships that they're in love and of course they're going to be thinking and you know your your duty then should be to advise and not influence like just call just advice basically share experiences just you know it irks me that that's her truth but yeah so again so that's why i said yeah that's the second interesting thing i i so you made me just think i wonder how much it bothered her the way our relationship had panned out because okay so i'm going to it's not something i'm proud of but it's not something I'm ashamed of either, right? So post-breakup with my ex, like part of the ripple effects, because at that point, I did blame my mom, right? Um, I, I had I, I moved out of home a couple of months after it happened, and I didn't talk to my mom for two years. So I, I would... Yes, I know it sounds terrible, and it's like I said, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's not something, something I'm ashamed of because I know how much I grew as a person. I know how many life lessons I learned in that period, right? So I would call home Christmas, birthdays, you know, I would talk to my dad, but I wouldn't just talk to my mom. So, how, how is your wife? Okay, monkey one, I'm that, that's Yoruba for I'm greeting her. I wouldn't even say I'm greeting her. How is she? I would just make sure that she's good. All those, if she's stressed, whatever. If she needs her meds, have some one of my friends. Because I wasn't, I'd move, I wasn't going to see her, right? And again, it's not like I was actively um, ignoring her. So okay, like I said, I didn't talk to her for two years, right? So 
I had been working, but that I hadn't done my NYSE then. So because I got I got a job immediately after school, so my ad, I felt that it was better based by my knowledge. I felt it was better for me to work for a year, basically secure employment. I never can tell what connections you might make whilst you're working, and then go do my service. Plus, I, at that point, I wanted a new adventure too because I felt I had grown as much as I could at my place of work then. Um, you know, so one of those years was NYCM. Oh gosh, NYC was filthy. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so so one was NYCA and then one year after NYC to in fact it was one of my friends that had to intervene. Like they legit set me up. They like legit where they now brought my mom over to mine and then so that was like the beginning of our mend back. Yeah. So our relationship hasn't I wouldn't say hasn't been the best but I guess she struggled to come to terms with the reality of our relationship based on the way life had just happened right me and me I was just busy hustling and trying to be a young creative my own world was different but so I just thought about like I wonder how much it bothered her and how that's why she started with she just wanted to get it off her chest so personally i'm actually happy for her that she has been able to get it off because i remember a couple of years ago one of my friends told me something one of my friends told me that somebody that had hurt her in the past a long time ago and she was she had moved on she was fine the person apologized and then up until the point where he apologized she didn't know his apology gave her a closure that she didn't even know she needed like she had closed she had moved on right but i guess she had not i wouldn't say she hadn't completely healed because she was fine do you get but then like she said the moment he apologized she got a form of closure that she didn't even know she needed so i just like put myself in my mom's shoes and now that she's gotten off her chest I'm happy for her that she has at least gotten some level of peace as to voicing out her her feelings. Um, yeah, that was actually. Wait, let me look at my notes. Hmm. 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 Okay, so far so good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually doing pretty good. So yes, that's the second interesting thing that happened with my mom um, I think I also mentioned in the pilot episode of the quarantine files how I have noticed that my parents have subtly gone from instructing us to do certain things to suggesting to us to do certain things there is a fine line between suggesting things and being emotionally manipulative because by all oh, my mom is a master I don't know how our parents my, oh gosh my mom is ridiculous example so my mom always drinks hot water so she has two flasks that always have water so i'm done cooking i serve her her food i'm going back to my room and then she now goes kv did you forget to boil my water i mean woman why why don't you just say kv help you boil water what do you mean by did you forget you know i didn't forget because like i didn't think of but then maybe she also reckons that it's something I should be thinking about because I know that, see, 
or 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 okay i made her for yesterday and then whilst i was in the kitchen she comes and says uh Kevin, do you want to use the chicken like mommy do you want me to use the chicken broth because again so i i was going for i was going for my 420 swap we already had a conversation that was that we're going to have um a four that evening for dinner right so she had said how she likes her greens very fresh yeah so one of our neighbors has a little garden like just legit three houses away social distancing i know yeah so i went over to the neighbors to get some um greens right and then when i came she was now telling me how i wasted a lot of time like woman in my head like woman you know i went to smoke so what do you mean by wasted a lot of time if you wanted the thing by yourself in a hurry you just take a stroll when we're going out you stroll with me you branch at the woman's house collect your greens and come back what do you mean by i took a lot of time but i don't say this of course then she also says how because i wasted time that she'll have finished making it I'm like, you're the same person that said you like your greens fresh like freshly cut and only like steamed for like two minutes so if you really wanted to make the food you'll share you that finished making the soup itself as, without greens and then when i come i just cut off the greens and make it legit fresh but she had not moved from where she was like woman why didn't you just say you're good I, I know i'm good to make the food what's with the whole emo-? as you guys can tell the extension is starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> like I'm tired. But 51 new cases. Like this isn't ending anytime soon. I'm very stressed, and I'm running down. Not I'm running bankrupt. I'm. This I have, I have dipped into my reserves, and after this took, I have one more took left, and I am done, and I am bankrupt too. So, if you love me, if you love this podcast, Anchor gives the platform for donations so i would confirm and make sure it is up and running so send me money so that i don't run crazy and because you love the podcast and because at the end of the day may we no lie may i no lie part of the reason of being a creative is to fund my baby boy because when people say what do you want to be i just want to be a baby boy and to be a baby boy is expensive so part of the reason why this podcast actually exists is also to be hopefully an avenue for revenue so send me donations if you love me, if you love me and love this podcast and you want me at least to be able to buy more weed thank you very much for listening to me so far um this is naked and big hi guys my name is kv there is something there's an entire section I'm still supposed to add to this, but this has gone on for long enough because I'm now trying to make each episode not as long, you know, so 30, 35 minutes-ish, and I think I've gotten there, so we are just gonna push this next segment to the next episode, which is gonna drop on Wednesday, so... My name is KV. My handle on Twitter is as told by KV. Send me a message. Share this podcast with your friends. Like this podcast. Leave ratings and reviews, please, for this podcast. Send me money. Stay safe. Because Shy Ronnie is not leaving anytime soon. If you have any plans on how we can save 420, 420 is on Monday. 
if you have any plans that how we can save 420 hit me up because we are running out of time okay okay peace out guys <laughs>